Aloha everybody, Annalisa Burgos here in Honolulu, Hawaii. Hope you are having a wonderful day. Happy Chinese New Year or Lunar New Year, depending on the culture that you are from or what country you are living in. Gongsi uh, Fachai or Konghi Fache, it depends on uh, how you pronounce the greeting. But um, I lived in Singapore for about four years and uh, was able to really celebrate Chinese New Year. Uh, Lunar New Year while I lived there, um, and it was such a wonderful experience with um, lion dances and music and good food. There's a lot of symbolism in Asian cultures, so it was nice to be able to experience um, just all of that fun um, celebration of hope and prosperity and happiness because that's really what New Year is all about. It's like a fresh start. And uh, whether it's from your clothing or your food or uh, again, even in open houses when you're welcoming people into your home. I mean, a big part of the culture is to declutter and get rid of all that bad juju, <laughs> as they say. And um, just again, you know, celebrate a new beginning, which is what all New Year's are about. So, and it is the year of the tiger, which happens to be the year uh, my son is. And so, you know, they have all kinds of, um, I guess, predictions for different uh, zodiac signs. But uh, the tiger is said to be very brave, courageous, um, uh, strong-willed, I guess, which is all, all of the above for my child. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's been a, a good start to the new year. So I'm wishing all of you health, happiness, and prosperity, especially with COVID, the pandemic still continuing to linger. It's been a really tough two years. I was just talking to someone today about you know how it's really changed our perception of work and of what our priorities are. Um, even more than ever, a lot of people are just reassessing what they're doing with their time and their life. In many ways, it was kind of what uh, the millennial generation has already been doing for whatever reason. Um, and just full disclosure, I'm from Gen X. And so it's interesting to compare just the difference in attitudes, difference in um, communication styles, and just uh, priorities in general, you know. And uh, I know millennials get a pretty bad rap often, but it is, you know, in the workplace, it's difficult to, I guess, relate to a generation that is used to being treated very politically correct and as someone who has not grown up in a generation that is politically correct um it it can be frustrating because everything is almost like about being fair or being woke or being you know um just being very cognizant of people's feelings and uh to the detriment of say you know um product or pride or quality or investment or loyalty. Uh, it's just, again, just a fascinating 
uh, I guess, how do I put this? It's just fascinating to see all of these cultures or generations come together um, and just try to communicate in, in ways that, you know, that won't <laughs> frankly piss each other off. I have like, I'm trying to say it in a way where it's not so crass, but in the end, we piss each other off, you know, and uh, you try to be patient and you try to understand where the other person is coming from. But in the end, if you just don't vibe, you just don't vibe. And, um, and that's, and that's kind of what I've come to learn about the workplace these days is you just have to find a place where you are appreciated, where you feel like your work is meaningful, impactful, and a lot of that has to do with the personalities in the workplace that you're in. And that's going to depend on the type of people you're with, with their backgrounds, their ages, um, how they were raised, all of that. And it's just, I, I guess to me, it has become so apparent just how um, important that environment is to, you know, whether you stay at a place or not. And uh, again, like so many people in this new year, again, reassessing, thinking about what they want to do with their lives. And, and, you know, unfortunately, there are people that don't have the flexibility or ability to get out of whatever situation they're in um, and are just kind of sticking through or, you know, pushing through it. Um, lucky for me, again, I'm in a position where I can take a break. Uh, I can focus on projects I really want to do. Um, it's just, again, trying to um, get it together. So <laughs> because for so many years I have you know, worked for big companies, well-known companies, uh, it's kind of, um, I guess it's difficult for me to venture out on my own and build my own brand. I, again, I was talking to a friend today about that that concept of branding and we hate to say that in journalism because it's never really been about um you know it's never really been about the person or the personality it's always about the story you know you're always taught i guess when in my my generation again that you need to focus on giving a voice to others. That is the role of the journalist. But because of social media and, you know, just in general, what what we've valued as a a society, um, it's become more of the personality. It's become more about the person who is trying to influence others. You know, it's it's cult of personality. And in the past, Again, there was, you know, layers of, of um, vetting and editing before any information is distributed uh, as fact. Now, because of social media, there is no barrier. There is no editing process for anyone to just put out information, whether it's fact or opinion. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't have the, I guess, critical thinking or media training or media literacy to really decipher what is fact and what is someone's opinion. You know, people will, again, pick and choose studies or pick and choose 
random information they pull from questionable sources. You know, it's, it's again, this proliferation of opinion that I believe, I think, is ruining our society. And, uh, you know, um, some people, again, I have to uh, acknowledge that there are people that believe it has made our society better because we are talking freely there there is more democratization of information and a lot of people will think that's a good thing because so many voices in the past have been silenced because of their opinions you know or because they were on the wrong side of a discussion you know there maybe their um, opinions were more controversial for the time Right, and and we can see that happening many many times in history, um, but that's not the case right now. We're talking about, you know, just in general, the challenge of getting people to see other op- opinions without feeling more. Um, I don't know. I guess a feeling more that you're being validated. It's just kind of everyone shouting over each other. So I think that has really been a difficult um, part of, you know, being a journalist these days is trying to um, understand that the world has changed. People are getting their information in a different way and um, and just trying to, again, uh, promote these democratic ideals that you didn't really have to make the case for in the past. And, um, you know, like I said, the focus has shifted from the story and the cause to the personality and the influencer mentality. Um, it, it has become much more of an egotistical, narcissistic focus. And that is what is you know, again, upsetting. There should be a balance. I don't think, you know, uh, if anything, you should take the brand or the personality out of the story. Cause of course I'm in TV journalism and a lot of it is the personality that is presenting the information, but I don't think it should be so focused just on personality, but also the skill and the merit and all of that. So that's kind of where I'm at with all of this. Um, just again, reassessing how we go forward in this uh, reality, especially with so many distinct voices and noise. And um, again, it's just trying to navigate all of that. And that's why I started teaching. Honestly, like I felt like there has to be a way to try to contribute to um, the larger goal of training journalists to keep that objectivity, keep that unbiased uh, perspective. Because so many of these young journalists coming out and starting in newsrooms, I've noticed, are focused on their opinions and that they are correct and they think they know everything. And of course, journalism in general as a profession does have egos. I mean, that's just part of the job. But so much so, I think, with this generation that they cannot be told what to do, you know. And my generation was very much like it was a top-down type of management style. 
and you paid your dues and then you worked up that ladder, earned respect. Um, you don't get a participation award. You know, you had to prove yourself. And I don't see that happening very often nowadays. So um, again, I maybe I'm just a dinosaur <laughs> and I'm just a purist. But uh, this is these are the types of things I think about when it comes to, you know, talking about news and talking about where I want to be and what I'm doing with my life right now, because so many people are going through that process of uh, self-evaluation and, um, you know, trying to focus on what they want to do, especially in my generation. It's, just, it's it really, we have been taught to stay with a company and make it work. It, even if you think that it isn't the best fit for you, you just don't quit you know, we're not quitters, I think is, is a good way to put it. Um, but, you know, it's funny to see the younger generations think that's dumb. Like, why are you going to stay somewhere where it doesn't align with your needs, wants, desires, you know? So uh, just a lot to think about. That's kind of where I'm at at this point. And hoping that all of you are at a place where you are finding that you are appreciated and that you are valued because life is too short, as we've learned uh, during the pandemic, to waste your time on, on regrets. So again, that's my thoughts. Uh, hope everyone is safe out there. Honolulu, Hawaii. That's where I'm at. Uh, hope everyone's doing well. Aloha.